Hello, and welcome to the Hamumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown. I am your host, Mike Hommel. And I'm your other host, Soli Hommel. And we're going to take you through 31 scary movies through the month of October, like we do every year. But for the first time this year, we're going to do it entirely in audio format. We like to mix it up every year. One thing you need to be aware of is that we will be employing a truly ghoulish number of spoilers throughout all of these reviews. So if you haven't seen the movie we're reviewing, maybe don't listen to our podcast until you do. We highly recommend you check them out and watch along with us. It's going to be fun for everybody. I mean, how could it not be? So if you're ready and you've watched the movie, please step inside our lair and let's begin. Flight 666 is a 2018... You're mocking my... Reading of the title. No, it's very appropriate for this movie. I would hope so. Do continue. It's a 2018 movie that's not rated. We saw it on Amazon Prime, and it's 99 minutes long. IMDb gives it a 4.0 rating, very high. Mm. And nothing on Metacritic, nothing from the Rotten Tomatoes critics, but the Rotten Tomatoes audience gives it a whopping 29%. Rating. Yeah, I feel like Metacritic and the Rotten Tomatoes critics, the reasons there's no scores is because critics were like, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, it's not rated, so I don't know. It feels like a sci-fi original to me. That's probably where it ended up. Oh, oh, no, wait. This is a movie by The Asylum. And I didn't check the release dates situation, but I'm going to guess that it's their version of Flight 7500, which is a movie that's been on our to watch list for a while right which is also about ghosts on a plane because that's what the asylum does if you don't know they take other people's movies and they rip them off and make them look as similar as possible on the box even though the movie itself is completely different in the hopes that someone's grandma will go and get them the wrong movie and the asylum will make money that is entirely their business plan and i suspect it probably works pretty well yeah they've made an awful lot of movies yeah we've watched a lot of them yeah, and they've also made all the Sharknado movies and a bunch of ones like that. So they have a successful plan. Yes. Now, the plot of this movie, as I just mentioned, is Ghosts on a Plane. The end. <laughs> so. It's about that complicated. Sully, why did you pick this movie? <laughs> well, we've we've watched some very serious movies. It's been probably... Wow, like five or six now where we've we've ended up having, you know, like they've been very intense and we've had very intense conversations about them. And so I, you know, we were both talking about how we were ready for something light and fluffy yeah. and ridiculous. That's what we found. This seemed like it was going to fit that to a T. Yeah. Yes. And I feel like maybe I didn't want as light and fluffy as I thought I did. <laughs> Is maybe what we we succeeded in our goal, and then I realized that this was not the goal I actually wanted. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you know, good movies are good, that's the problem. (laughs) Yes, that is true. All right, so what's our first and first for this movie? So, the first shot is of kind of a a tile floor with some liquid spattering. Um, Presumably, it's blood, but it's kind of in a a gray green filter, it's hard to tell. It could also be water. It, It turns out that that's one of many like a series of shots of somebody killing a bunch of women 
Yeah. Like there's, it's clearly a montage showing us that there's a serial killer out there. Then it, you know, we finish that and it cuts to a flight and the first line is, the sprite, right? You're the sprite, right? By the <laughs> flight attendant. Yes, she's saying you're the pixie and you're the sprite. Sure. Okay. Maybe. I the, the writing in this movie was so shoddy that it is possible that's what it meant. Yeah, it was. There were some lines that just, they didn't work. The thing is, it was like they took somebody's very first draft. Like, someone sat down and just wrote the way you're supposed to write a first draft, which is you just keep moving forward and you don't look back and you don't change anything and you yeah. just you just do it. And it's like somebody who knows how to write wrote their first draft and then was like, good enough, and handed yeah. it off and they were like, yes, let's record exactly this. Yeah, they were like, you know, well, we only have a week to get this movie out, so we just got to take what we got. Yeah, and so it wasn't so much that the story itself, I mean, that was weak, but it wasn't... It like, wasn't satanic rotten. No, not like the salad. But the story itself wasn't terrible. It could have been a lot stronger, but it wasn't the worst story we've seen this month. But Mike Mike is currently glancing over the list of movies that we've seen, trying to evaluate that statement, I think. I don't know. I stand by that. I feel like we have had some, at least one, right? There's got to at least be one. Well, I mean, there's, there's Ride. That's not a good story. I don't know. Anyway, there was a story there. It had a beginning, a middle, and an end. Okay. But it was the little things like, well, I suspect what your favorite line is. What was your favorite line from the movie? Oh, I'm glad you asked. My favorite line was the two pilots talking to each other. I've never seen a plane die like that before. I have. But not like that. Yes. Right? Like... Like, that's the sort of thing that you would put into a first draft because you're not thinking clearly. And not then you go back and read it. At all. And you're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. That's not what I meant to say. There was something later on. I didn't write it down, so I don't know what he actually said. But the big WWE guy who was uh, supposed to be an air marshal said something where my response was, that's not how sentences work. <laughs> I remember you saying that. Yeah, it was just bad. It was bad. And then things like, so there were these ghosts, right? Ghosts are showing up all over the plane, mostly on the wing of the plane, sometimes in the mirror in the bathroom. Yeah, that Um, bathroom was very haunted. It was super haunted. I don't know why they chose to haunt the bathroom particularly, but they Mm -hmm. did. Anyway, these ghosts are are trying to, they're seeking revenge. Murder! Revenge! (laughs) Revenge! They're seeking revenge on the serial killer who killed them all in the montage at the beginning. And one of them was pregnant when she was murdered. (laughs) I was just thinking about that line. Every time she shows up as a ghost, she's holding a baby who is at least four months old, probably Mm -hmm. more like six months. This is a large baby, large dead looking baby because they're ghosts, obviously, the whole thing. But everyone who sees her keeps talking about how she's pregnant. And I'm like, (laughs) it's not pregnant if the baby is in your arms. (laughs) You have to have the baby on the inside. Right? What, an external pregnancy? Ectopic, I think they call that. (laughs) I think that's something else. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) So anyway, like just things that didn't make sense. That's my, my main, many, many, many of my notes about this movie are relating to that particular yeah. Evaluation. 
Um, I have very few notes of this movie, but one more thing about a line. It was just a great delivery. They were talking about, they were hearing ghostly noises, and they're like, what's that sound? And one of them goes, baby. <laughs> he was just, he had the, <laughs> the most look. disgusted look on yes. his face. Like, I don't want to hear a baby. Because you know why? He's on an airplane. Nobody wants to hear a baby on an airplane. True. True story. <laughs> True story. He was so grossed out. So let's talk a minute about these flight attendants. There were two of them. That was my other major note. Which is an ample number of flight attendants for this (laughs) plane that consisted of approximately 25 seats? Something like that, yeah. And And that covered, I don't know, 30, 40 feet. And then there's another 150 feet of plane behind them. And who knows what's back there? No, because when there's external shots of the plane... It's it's clearly a full on I don't know anything about yeah, planes whatever an airliner it's yeah it's normal it's a size full on plane from the outside and then you get inside and it is like the size of a, one of those little like island hopper planes that you take yeah. between islands in Hawaii except fatter because right. it was three by three yeah so it's supposed to be a full size plane but when you look down the aisle which you do often. <laughs> You can see that the plane ends after, like, six rows. So they didn't need a ton of flight attendants is where I'm going with that. True. So they've got the two, and they've got the woman, who apparently is the lead flight attendant, and who's been doing this for some time. Like, she was told off by the pilot at one point about how (laughs) she's been doing this long enough to know better. Yeah. And then there was the guy who was obviously supposed to be the stereotypical gay flight attendant because only gay men choose to be (laughs) flight attendants, apparently. That's how it works. So what were your thoughts on that? (laughs) Well, it was fascinating. I'm wondering because now I hadn't really thought about it, but you mentioned that she's been a flight attendant for a long time. Here's my theory. I believe she's been a flight attendant so long that she has dementia on setting, even though she's not very old. I think maybe she's having some early onset dementia because she has no idea what her job is and she needs passengers to come up to her and tell her exactly what to do at any given time. Yeah, like, so I I understand that that people who fly think that flight attendants are there to pass out peanuts and drinks, right? Like, that's what people think. The reality of training to be a flight attendant is all about dealing with emergencies. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that for a fact, but I have to assume that's why they're really there, right? So at the very least, at the very least, flight attendants know some first aid, like some basic CPR. Sure. They know, like... How to clean up vomit. You would think. (laughs) She didn't know anything. Any of these things, like every time a crisis situation started to happen, she just like was paralyzed. And and it, thank goodness those two burly men <laughs> were on burly. flight because otherwise I think they all would have died. Yeah, they would just continuously be like telling the flight attendant exactly what she should go do. And she's like, okay, I'll go do that. That's not how planes work. The flight attendants are in charge of what's happening. And it was, it was these two big meathead guys. One was the air marshal and one was a, an ex Marine or something. Right. He was returning from wherever he had been deployed Yeah. after, you know, they talked about how long he had been deployed and he was returning to his daughter and whatever. 
uh, these guys were just kind of in charge of everything because yeah. they had the most muscles. Yeah, I apparently I don't know, but she just like she just shut down so bad. Like somebody locks themselves in the bathroom and she just doesn't know what to do. Like she's just flailing around and she's kind of knocking very timidly and yeah, ma'am, ma'am, I need you to let me know you're okay, ma'am. As the woman's in there screaming. <laughs> Wait, no, no, this is not the right way to handle this situation. And she might be letting you know she's not okay by doing that. I feel like she was extending a pretty clear message. Yeah. And then the flight attendant kind of peeked her head around the corner and looked at the air marshal like, what do I do? (laughs) Wait, And he, of course, then got up and told her to find something to pry open the door. She immediately finds a crowbar. Yeah, that was Andy. And he manages to get the door open. Yes, good thing. Right? Like, if he wasn't there, everything would have gone very badly. I don't know. This was not a flight I wanted to be on, for sure. For many reasons, yeah. Your dad was a pilot. Indeed. And I have heard him and some of his pilot friends talk about situations that they had experienced with passengers who were acting up. Yeah, the story they like to share is the one where a friend of his, this is a story that ended up in the newspapers, and I think on the news, there was a woman, I don't remember what she did, but she was super obnoxious, and you know, she was disrupting the whole flight, and the flight attendants couldn't handle her, apparently they need to be told what to do, (laughs) and so he was the pilot, my dad's friend, and he came back to there, and he They didn't have zip ties, I guess. He tied her up with her own dog's leash, and she was tied up for the rest of the flight. And it was a very exciting, heroic tale for them that he got to tie somebody up with a dog leash. I mean, that just seems like extreme behavior. I can't imagine getting to that point. Well, the thing is, there were these three ghosts on the plane, and she was freaking (laughs) out about it. She was freaking out. She was like, I see something on the wing! And nobody would believe her. <laughs> oh, that poor guy who saw the, the ghost, the, the first ghost out on the wing. I mean, he was already freaking out. He clearly was not a good flyer. But yeah, he, he really, it was not a lucky moment for him to be the one to see the ghost because it tipped him right over the edge in a way that I felt was justifiable. Like if you're sure. already that nervous... I would have been pretty scared. I would not want to see a ghost on the wing of my plane. No, and then they just tackle him, they drag him up to the front, they <laughs> zip tie him, they drugged him. I mean, granted, it only lasted for like four minutes, but they drugged him. Like, that poor guy. I felt bad for him. Sure. <laughs> you don't seem like you felt all that badly for him. No, I I did. He was, like you said... It, if you see a ghost on the wing, you you can legitimately freak out. Although, <clears throat> if you see a ghost on the wing, it probably means you're hallucinating. So he needed some help, and he probably right. shouldn't have been freaking out about the ghost. He should have been freaking out like, hey, guys, I'm hallucinating. But you know what? If you're hallucinating, you, you can't don't do that. that. You no. have no way of controlling that. And the thing is, they, I mean, obviously, the, the rest of the people are not going to jump to, well, clearly there was a ghost on the wing. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Even in the best of circumstances. <laughs> I think the sanest person in the world could be sitting in a plane, and if they freak out and say there's a ghost on the wing of their airplane, most people are going to be like, mm, nope, nope, that's yeah. not what's going on here. But I also understand why everyone else reacted the way they did to his freakout because he had also previously been freaking out about the weather, had demanded that the flight attendant tell the pilots not to crash the plane. (laughs) That was a good one. Can you please tell the pilot to not crash the plane? 
And he had demanded that they get him his medication, which was not in the overhead bins. Nope, he should have brought it with him, but it was in his checked baggage. Yeah, that is sort of a connection for me because I'm always a little boggled by the fact that there are people who haven't flown. Like, I've flown so often in my life that even with all the changing rules and regulations, like, I get to the airport, I generally know what to expect. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah." Take off my shoes, take off my sweatshirt, blah, blah, blah. And I'm always surprised at how many people there are in the security line who seem like they have never been in an airport before. Yeah, which could very well be true. I mean, flying is kind of a big privilege. I always try to remind myself of that. An unpleasant privilege, by the way. Well, it is now. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because I, my first instinct is to be like, oh, for the love of Pete, like, how do you not know to take your shoes off? (laughs) And if they've never been in an airport before and they've never flown before, they don't know these things. Yeah, because it's crazy. We're used to it, but it's crazy. It is crazy. Of course, there's also the person standing there now in every single airport, in every single security line, who is repeating the instructions over and over and over over again, and people still aren't listening. So, I don't know. I don't know. So this was a mystery, right? Sure. We were supposed to be trying to figure out why the ghosts were on the plane, who they were seeking revenge on. How early on did you know, or did you have like a, a sequence of people you suspected to be the guy? Well, I mean, you didn't know until they revealed it, because you couldn't. You could only guess, really. Mm-hmm. There's no proof. In fact, even after they revealed the pilot, there was a bit where I had this thought, you know, the air marshal was like holding him at gunpoint and the pilot was acting weird about it. He was like, he, he wasn't saying he didn't do it, but like one of his arguments was, no, what I did dis- doesn't matter. And that was a weird thing to say. And he was totally looking right at the air marshal. And I'm like, wait, did they do this together? Also because the air marshal, I think it was him, got attacked by someone. Someone other than the pilot got attacked by the go- by a possessed person at one point. And I'm like, why are they attacking that person? It turns out there was no reason why they were doing it. But... You know, it made me think there's a second person here. But movie's not that interesting. So, you know, early on, that was basically it. It was the the air marshal was an option. And the guy who freaked out was never an option because they tried to make him an option and they did a bad job of it. Yeah, it was, that was too obvious. I really don't think there were, I mean, the, the main pilot definitely. You know who else I suspected? The male flight attendant. I thought at some point he uh-huh. was just going to be like, guess what, guys? Uh-huh. But no. Nothing. So my list started with the co-pilot. Yeah. Because he was a little... He was an option. He was a little odd. Turns out he's just an odd guy. Yeah. And a little nervous about flying in, in that sort of weather. I and Understandably so. I also had the air marshal. Mm-hmm. And then... So I wrote co-pilot question mark. And then it, later I wrote air marshal question mark. And then there was a point, and I don't remember what he said... Oh, there was a point when the pilot was talking about the pretty girl he was going to spend time with that yeah. night. And when they were like, oh, who's that? And he's like, well, I don't know yet. I wrote down, pilot, exclamation <laughs> mark. Yeah, it was pretty obvious it was him. You know, that was the main assumption from most of the movie. But definitely that was a, a big hint. Right. But then from that point on, I kept sort of thinking, I mean, that was who I thought it was going to be. But then I'm like, maybe that's too obvious 
because it was way too obvious. And so then, yeah, I kind of thought maybe the male flight attendant, anybody else, like there were lots of other people. I'm like, ooh, it could be. You know who I wanted it to be? I don't know. If I were going to rewrite this, I wanted it to be the female flight attendant. Wow. All that Clearly mousy, she doesn't know how to be a flight attendant. Right? All that mousiness and all that, like, completely being thrown off by all this stuff was because it's all an act. She's a serial killer, and she knew that they were there for her, so she was, like, Hmm. you know, pretending. That's how I want it to be rewritten. Wow, that would be interesting. And that would be such a twist because nobody would suspect. Like, that's, I wanted it to not be a guy. Well, and speaking of not a twist, when they went into the baggage place, they opened up his luggage. He had a butcher knife. He had photos of all his victims. He had just this giant bag full of evidence. Murder bag. (laughs) Murder Murder bag. bag. Yeah. Why? And it made me think it's not him. Like somebody stuffed this stuff in a bag and put his name on it. Right. That it was totally a frame job. That's weird. It's what it should have been. And a hammer. There was a hammer in there. Yeah. I, and why is he traveling with that stuff? Just Well, because he's going to meet a new girl and he's got to have his tools. His whole explanation was that he was flying around, he could kill someone and then just fly off and there were no consequences. Yeah, that was his, his plan. So... <sighs> you know, they check through those bags. That's a whole thing. I mean, when did this movie take place? Because there's no way you're going to get on board, pilot or not, <laughs> well, yes. with a butcher knife in your bag. They all had very current cell phones. This was now. That's all there is to it. And you can't go through the door into the pilot. I mean, there was a code for it. But But everyone in the freaking plane had the code. (laughs) Yeah, that was weird. I mean, just everyone in the whole... Anyone who walked up to that door was just like, boop, 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 boop. And they were in there. Yeah. But, you know, they they put that little tag, uh, little paper inside your bag that says, oh, our TSA people have inspected your bag and say it's cool. Like, if he flies all the time, that bag is getting looked at. And they're like, oh, so, yeah, there's a knife and a hammer and photos of dead girls. Okay, that's fine. It seems legit. Seems like a pilot. (laughs) Yeah, it does. (laughs) So I don't have a whole lot more to say about this, mostly because it was so uninteresting to me. And I think I was awfully tired that it got to the point where I was mostly just listening to the end of it. It was one of those things where I told myself, like, it's okay, I'll just listen with my eyes closed. And then suddenly (laughs) the the pilot was shooting himself and the ghosts were getting him. And I was like, (laughs) oh, so that happened. (laughs) Yep. There may have been some sleeping on your part. I think it was very short, but I do think I fell asleep during the actual climax of this movie. <laughs> it says something about the movie, I think. It really does. You know what else? When he shot himself, they made a point of showing like the bullet going into the plane and like this crack. So that seemed like an important thing, like this is going to depressurize the cabin or something, but... No, nothing came of it at all, which is realistic. I mean, I I don't think every bullet punches right through a plane, but then why did they make a point of showing it? Well, and they spent the whole movie kind of waving that gun around yeah. in a sort of like, oh, you don't want to shoot a gun in a plane kind of way, which of course yeah, I agreed with. <laughs> but yeah, then when it did happen, it sort of didn't matter. Yeah. And then the movie ended like someone had just, like they had just cut the electricity off in the warehouse where they were filming it like well they had the plane crash 
Oh, that's true. But there was no, like, real resolution. Like, the only resolution that I saw was that the flight, the female flight attendant and the co-pilot were, like, relieved that they were both alive. And you could tell there was some sort of relationship going on there. Yeah, I guess. They've decided that they've now they've been through this together, so... Trauma bonding. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't, it didn't feel like it then like resolved anything it was just well, they killed the mo- they killed the serial killer they got the serial killer the plane landed in such a way as to not kill any of the passengers <laughs> but also to set the plane on fire and smash it into the terminal and set the terminal on fire and then they all just sit there waiting for somebody to come save I know. them they're all like oh we're okay after all we're sitting in our chairs nicely while the plane is on fire everything <laughs> is fine now i feel like they probably should have gotten off of the burning plane mm-hmm. That's just a strategy move. Right. It was one of those, it it sort of was another situation where maybe they changed how they were going to do it as they added the CGI stuff because they didn't tell the people on the plane, hey, (laughs) the plane is on fire. Yeah. Because they were all like, ooh, everything is fine. Like they had told all the actors and actresses, they're like, the plane crashes, but you all survive. So that's how they all acted it. They forgot to say, oh, but the plane is on fire, so you should leave. (laughs) You should get off this plane fast. It was sort of like the scene with, um, I don't know what her name was. I called her Tank Top. One of the passengers. I don't think any of them had names. No. Except Danica. Right, right, right. So Tank Top, one of the passengers, she was one of the women who went into the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And while she was in there, the ghosts were tormenting her. And one of the things they did was, like, make it look like someone had cut her throat, yeah, right? So she's good. got this slash across her throat. It's the only injury on her. That's important to know. A, a bloody gash across her throat, which is not real. She can't feel it. She can just see it in the mirror. Mm-hmm. She starts frantically looking at her shoulder, like, trying to get behind and look, like, at her shoulder blade and stuff. Yeah. So, again, you could tell that they had said... Oh, we're going to add some CGI in- injuries, but they didn't tell her where they were going to be. <laughs> or they did, and they told her wrong. Right. The CGI guys were like, we can't do that. We'll just put a slash on her throat. <laughs> and everybody decided that was okay. Yeah, that's cool. It was... That was really funny. Again, like, just one take, <laughs> one run through, and then we're good. It's all the time we have. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. Seem to be the mantra of this movie. Well, they got to meet the release date for whatever movie they're copying. And I and wish I knew which one that was. It seems like there was no time for post. <laughs> no, there was no time. Ratings! Tell us about the amazingly high score you're going to give this movie on our patented rating system. Well, actually, you're going you're gonna to be amazed at how high this score is. Mm. Because I'm going to give this movie... 666 (gasps) salad maggots out of five, which is a huge score, the highest we've given all month. That score is satanically rotten. (laughs) It is. It was a fake score. It's only pretend. My real score for this movie is, I guess, like a two out of five. 1.5. A 1.5 salad maggots out of five. It's not a good movie. I still had some fun. It's bad, though. I mean, looking at our ratings, the only one I've given out is for Ride, and this was a lot more fun than Ride. I had a much better time watching this movie. So yeah, a 1.5. Yeah, you think that's 
inappropriate. Well, it's your score. You should give I, it what you want to I give it. I am giving it that. I'm just curious why you find that so strange. Well, uh, do you have anything else you want to say about your score? <laughs> no, I'm really looking forward to your score. <laughs> What's going on? Well, I am going to give this movie a point five. Oh my god. That's below one. You can't even do that. I can do that. I was tempted what? to give it a zero. No way. This was so much more fun than the zero movies. It really... It was a bad movie, but uh, bad movies are fun. Ah, This is why I'm giving it a point five. Okay. Because the zero that I hold in my head as the like zero benchmark <laughs> is hashtag horror. Yep. Which was terrible, and every character was somebody that I hated Mm -hmm. and I wanted all of them to die Mm -hmm. and this did not make me feel like that but I cannot get over how badly written this movie is (laughs) it was terrible I mean so oh it's yeah it hurts me it actually physically hurts me to think about how bad this movie is and how everybody was just like yep good enough no also the acting was not great the CGI was not great It was just, there. there's not anything. There's nothing that I can say I actually enjoyed. And I didn't feel that entertained by it. I mostly just felt annoyed by it. Hmm. So, point five maggoty salad maggots <laughs> out of five. <laughs> okay, but wow, I did not know this would be the most devastating split out of them all. It's incredible. It is. We might have to go to therapy. Yeah. I might have to go to therapy just because I had to watch that movie. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll do something. Oh, it's my choice tomorrow. <laughs> Let's go. Yay. about how Huzzah only wants to interact with us when we're recording. He wants to be a star. 